athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. You're tuned into the Dopey Show on radio from the press box to press row. I am your host, Donald Ware. We got a whole lot to get to on today's program. As a matter of fact, we are jam-packed, of course. Uh, if you've, Unless you've been under a rock somewhere, Ohio State head football coach Urban Meyer been, has been suspended for the first three games of the season after the investigation by Ohio State. Um, you know, there were some inconsistencies there. It's going to, you know, just don't have time to get into all of it. I don't think what he did ultimately was a fireable offense. I think three weeks um, or three games, really, mm, uh, you know, I mean, so be it. But, I mean, I think that he's he's he, he's not allowed to uh, to be able to practice with the team for the remaining two weeks of his suspension. I mean, if you're going to suspend him for three weeks uh, or for three games, suspend him for the entire time. I, you know, the, the one thing that I really took away from everything, whether you agree with the decision or not, whether and there were some discrepancies um, to me, sort of was, uh, you know, a bit of callousness, I thought, at the press conference. Uh, with Urban Meyer, I, I, I thought he, I, I, you know, I thought that, you know, just his body language didn't speak uh, very well. But uh, that is, it, you know, it, it is what it is. And um, I guess, uh, you know, the, the Ohio State has made its decision. And so it's going to be what it's going to be. Again, whole lot to get to the countdown to kick off continues today here on from the press box to press row. As joining us, matter of fact, in this segment, Bowie State quarterback Amir Hall, the Box to Row National Offensive Player of the Year, reigning. Also joining us today here on the program, Howard quarterback Kalen Newton. Of course, the brother of Cam Newton going to join us on the program and going to switch gears a little bit as Washington Wizards point guard John Wall also going to join us today here on the program. Why don't you join us? Hit us up via Twitter at Box to Row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, and B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. As mentioned, a couple of the players take center stage today here on From the Press Box to Press Row as the countdown to kickoff continues. And on the line, we're joined by the Box to Row National Offensive Player of the Year. Had a phenomenal season where he threw for 41 touchdowns and just Four, count them, just four interceptions. He is Amir Hall, and he joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row, the Bowie State quarterback. Amir, welcome back to the program. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely, man. What's I mean, you guys are a week away from your first game. 
just kind of talk to us about how camp is going to this point. Camp has been pretty intense. It's been really up-tempo, high-paced. Um, both sides of the ball, defense and offense, have been competing at a high level. Um, pretty much everybody's just coming together. But camp, if I had to describe it just in, just in a way, I would just say really up-tempo. And uh, we're getting a lot of plays in. What a season for you and the Bulldogs making the playoffs once again. Matter of fact, the second time that you've got an at-large berth to the playoffs in your now uh, three years. How I know you didn't win the conference, which was the goal, but you know what did it mean to make the playoffs and for you to be able to play in your second playoff in three years? Uh, it meant a lot, especially being in front of our home fans, having that support. Um, being down in that game and counting on our fans to kind of root us on at halftime and just be, kind of becoming that 12th man just to help us um, to get to some uh, adversity throughout that whole game. So it meant a lot just having that whole crowd. And we kind of expected that before the season um, started, wanted to get the number one seed in the playoffs. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But we were got a chance to be able to um, host a playoff game. So, like I said, that truly meant a lot, and that's kind of our goal. For, well, that's really our goal for this season, just to go undefeated and uh, get that number one uh, spot in the playoffs so we can have home field throughout the course of the playoffs. I'm, I'm going to read the numbers. I'm sure you know them. You completed 65% of your passes last year, 3,519 yards, 41 touchdowns, four interceptions, and also rushed for another 406 yards and eight touchdowns. Talk with Coach Wilson back in June on our HBCU Football Daily Podcast. He expects more. For, he, I mean, th- those are great numbers. Like, he expects more from you in 2018, man. Can you talk about really, um, I mean, boy, what a season you had in 2017, but also being able to uh, increase your game and take it to the next level? Um, I think as many ways I can increase my game. Um, really, I've just been focusing on trying to uh, – Increase my play, and ultimately, um, the guys around me it'll, it'll raise their game as well. So I've been kind of focusing on that, just trying to get the guys around me so we can be even more stronger. So everybody's playing at a high level. Everybody's having a, a 300-yard rush, and everybody's making pancake blocks on the O-line. Everybody at the receiver position is making highlight plays and scoring a lot of touchdowns throughout the course of the game. So that's really just been my goal, man, is just to have uh, everybody around me raise their game and I know once we get that, we'll, we'll be fine. But what are some of the things you're working on? Like, I mean, when I think about those numbers, I mean, certainly, yeah, maybe you can get to 70% completion percentage, but those are some awfully good numbers from last year. So what are some of the things you feel like you needed to improve upon? Um, Just basically just being in the film room a lot more, just, being there, just getting that extra hour in. Um, we're in there a lot already, but just trying to put that extra hour in and I'm kind of finding time throughout the course of the day just to sneak a couple clips in of our first game. Um, really, man, just, man, I can't. It's just the film room, man. Just, just really being a gym rat and just staying in that room and learning, 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 soaking up as much as I can and sometimes waking up real early just to watch film, man. Just breaking everything down. Um, other things, just being smart with the uh, smart with the ball. Something's not there. Not forcing anything, just getting rid of getting getting rid of the ball, and just living the fight the next the uh, the next play. That the voice of Amir Hall, quarterback 
for the Bowie State Bulldogs. He joins us here. I'm from the press box to press row. And I mean, Amir, I go back to your sophomore season. What a really good season you had there. And then, of course, just a banner and breakout year on last year. How have you, you know, been able to sort of be able to have all of this success and all of the accolades and so forth and be able to um, really maintain that and also focus on the task at hand, which is winning that CIAA championship? Well, I think it's pretty easy to balance. Um, that's been my goal since I first got to do it, just to win the school's first championship. And uh, I knew all those accolades and stuff would come if I just handled what I had to handle. And, um, yeah, so it's not it's not that hard to balance. The kind of main goal is just to win the championship and all the other stuff is just balance off for sure. What about this receiving core this year? Um, you know, you lose your your leading receiver from last year in Brandon Britton, but you got you know uh, some guys that are coming back that that um, you know I know you have been able to connect with, and you're expecting big things from also. Yeah, other than Britt, uh, Brandon Britton, I pretty much got 99 percent of my receivers coming back, so um, that's not a big issue for us. Uh, we just lost Brandon, but we got uh, probably about good six guys and we had about uh, two transfers that's been making some plays for us. so that's not really that wasn't really a, a Brandon there was a lot of catches we made but like I said we just reload 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 and somebody else time to take those catches yeah how, how especially some of the newer guys how you know how has the chemistry been with with you and them oh it's been the same well we get our work throughout the course of the summer a lot of our guys are uh, from maryland live right the street not too far from the school so the chemistry is it's been great man we like i said i've been doing this every pretty much the last of course the past couple of summers just been getting with these guys um we don't have we don't have we don't have to report to camp and do other stuff um so the chemistry has been good man just getting with these guys like i said throughout the course of the summer and they've been making it happen for me, so chemistry's always been there. Yep. Amir Hall, of course, of uh, Bowie State starting quarterback, joins us here on the program. A couple of more thoughts, and we appreciate the time, Amir. What is it going to take this year, Amir? I mean, I know you know you go back a couple of years ago, uh, your freshman year, um, you guys had a really good team. Of course, you were thrown into action towards the latter part of the season, um, but to win, what is it going to take to win the CIAA championship in 2018? Uh, it's going to take a lot of discipline and just a lot of execution. Um, it's going to come down to um, us executing at a high, a high, high level because, like I said, the only people that I really truly believe that can stop us is ourselves. And if we have these self-inflicted wounds, um, that pretty much stopped us over those two games we lost last year. So, I mean, over the course of my four years, we've had a lot of self-inflicting wounds from the offense, you know, that could have propelled us to winning some games. But, like I said, man, we get rid of those minimal mistakes and just execute at a high level. I see us winning this championship this year. Yeah. Uh, lastly, obviously, I mean, actually, you guys opened the season uh, on Thursday, August 30th against uh, FCS opponent Wagner. What do you know about Wagner? What is it going to take to go up to Staten Island and, and bring back a victory for Bowie State? It's going to take a lot of, um, going to take a lot of uh, competitive age to go up there. Um, those guys are considered a D1 um, AA program. But, you know, we don't really look at that. 
Um, we've been playing Central Connecticut for the past two years. We played them two years and only lost by a touchdown. So we can compete with those guys. It's just about just about us executing at a high level. And um, that's what it's going to take, man, is us executing at a real high level just to bring them back a, a W. The reigning Box to Row National Offensive Player of the Year is Amir Hall, starting quarterback for the Bowie State Bulldogs, as the Bulldogs can open the season on Thursday against Wagner. As Amir joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row, Amir, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Bulldogs in 2018. Okay, appreciate it, Mr. Witt. Always a pleasure to talk with Amir Hall. Very smart young man. And, boy, I tell you, on the football field, makes some pretty good decisions I mean, if you look at the numbers, 65% of his passes completed just four interceptions, 41 touchdowns, throws for over 3,500 yards. Still to come here on the program, Howard quarterback Kalen Newton and Washington Wizards point guard John Wall still to come on the program. Up next, my top five players to watch. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row. The biggest names are guests on Box to Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. You know, uh, we've been through a lot as a team, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. This is Michael Vick. Hi, this is Layla Ali. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Skylar Diggins. Hey, it's Alex Morgan with the U.S. Women's Soccer Team. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused, yeah, and I was really um, ready and serious. I'm just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant radio. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. Twenty-five years ago, next month, ninety-three till infinity was released. Guess now it's two thousand twenty-five years later, it's two thousand eighteen till infinity. Still to come here on the program, Howard quarterback Kaylin Newton, also Washington Wizards point guard John Wall going to join us on the program. The players take center stage on today's program as our countdown to kickoff continues of course last week had a chance to talk with justin hardy the running back for miles of course last week uh we we talked with justin hardy but last week a pretty busy week as we had bubble wallace nascar driver bubble wallace on the program on last week and of course our tribute to aretha franklin but i, I also had a chance to um pick who I think are the top five players to watch in HBCU football this year. So when I do my top five and I've done this, this is the ninth year that I've done this is not necessarily the top five best football players in HBCU, not necessarily. And more specifically, you, that that's going to bear itself out uh, when you hear my rankings um, on today. Uh, but, you know, let, let me kind of get to that. And I'm going to give you my reasons why I think um, some of these players are the top five players to watch. At number five, I have Justin Hardy of Miles. We had a chance to talk with him last week, the reigning SIAC Offensive Player of the Year. 
And I think what made his season most outstanding, not the fact that he had 1,197 yards rushing, not the fact that he averaged 6.7 yards per carry, not the fact that he had 12 rushing touchdowns, and the fact that he had six games uh, of the 10 games that he played where he rushed for at least 100 yards, had 111 yards in the opening game against Alcorn State, and then had a 210-yard, three-touchdown performance against Central State. It wasn't that as much as in 2016 you heard him mention the fact that he was academically ineligible after playing in 2015, and in 2015 he was part of that SIAC championship team. 2016 academically ineligible, so he had to sit out football for a whole year and then comes back and rushes for 1,197 yards. I think that is absolutely tremendous. And by the way, those that want to play the um, D1, D2 thing, he had 111 yards the opening game against Alcorn State. I think that's pretty good. And, um, you know, Justin Hardy, I think is going to have an even better season in 2018, but I had him ranked at number five. And number four, Grambling linebacker Darius Christmas. I mean, he had a really good season last year. He had a really good season actually in 2016 as well. And um, this is going to be his senior season. He's, And I think what's going to make Christmas more special, um, he's going to put up better numbers than he did last year. I mean, he had 88 tackles last year. 48 of those were solo, 17 and a half tackles for loss. And he also had four and a half sacks, but I think why he's going to be even better because up front, the, I mean, uh, Grambling is absolutely loaded up front with the likes of La Allen Clark. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you know, they have two all conference guys, two all, all conference preseason guys as well, who are going to play up front. So, I mean, I think that makes Christmas a little bit more dangerous. He's extremely smart has great awareness on the field, and uh, I have him ranked at number four. At number three, I have Lamar Raynard, the quarterback for North Carolina a and I mean, the numbers that he put up last year were absolutely phenomenal. Um, completed 65% of his passes, um, or almost 65% of his passes, actually 63.7% or 64%, threw for 27 touchdowns, and just seven interceptions had a pass efficiency of 161.7. And you know what else? You know what else is interesting about Lamar Raynard that a lot of people aren't really talking about? The fact that as a starter at A&T going back to his redshirt freshman season, which was 2015, he is 26-0. 26-0 and as a starter uh, for North Carolina A&T going back to his redshirt freshman season. And so, um, you know, I think he's poised to have a really good season. He's got a really good receiver in Elijah Bell. They have some good receivers returning. Chris Garden um, obviously graduated, but, boy, that's going to be a potent offense with a really good running back in Marquell Cartwright, and I think that's going to bode very well for Lamar Raynard. At number two, Amir Hall, the quarterback, for Bowie State. In any other year, he probably would be number one, probably should be number one, as a matter of fact, and I'll give you, when I give you my number one uh, person, I'll tell you why. 
I rank this person at number one. But I mean, Amir Hall, he he's the uh, the reigning box to row offensive player of the year, the reigning uh, black college uh, football Hall of Fame player of the year as well. I mean, I, you know, when I look week to week in terms of what Lam- uh, excuse me, what Amir Hall was doing each and every week. I mean, it, 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 there, I don't know that there was a week that he didn't throw for three touchdowns. Um, I mean, he put up some absolutely phenomenal numbers, 41 touchdowns and threw just four interceptions, completing 65% of his passes, 3,519 yards. He also rushed for 406 yards and eight touchdowns. Think about that. This is a guy who's a, a pure pocket guy, a pure passer who also has the ability to run the football as well. Typically, you're one or the other. You're either a running quarterback, run first, and then you can throw, or you're a a guy that that is basically, you know, doesn't maybe doesn't have the athleticism, but boy, can can really pass that football. This guy can do both. Passes the football, can get in the pocket, gets outside, and then also can run the football as well. Again, you add those 406 yards and eight touchdowns to the resume that I already gave you with the 3,519 yards passing, 65% of his passes completed, 41 touchdowns to just four interceptions. Unbelievable numbers for Amir Hall. My top uh, top player to watch in all of HBCU football for the 2018 season, Kalen Newton. Of Howard, and you know, knowing about this kid, my knowing about him goes really goes back to our uh, ranking the uh, top ten HBCU recruiting classes because I did some research, and when he he committed to Howard, and then even when they made the coaching change, when Mike London uh, became the head football coach at Howard, he he stayed with the commitment, and you know, I I. I uh, he made a, ten, a visit to Tennessee State, and this is why he was at Grady High School um, in Atlanta. But uh, ultimately, Howard offered him. He accepted. And all you need to know is the opening game of the season. His very first game is a true freshman, not a redshirt freshman, a true freshman last year. Very first game of the season. 320 yards of total offense, um, hundred and. Um, he had what 130 yards passing 100 or 140 yards passing 190 yards rushing so 330 yards of total offense three total touchdowns in the game two rushing one passing this was against FBS opponent UNLV as Howard won that game 43 to 40 in statistically or or in terms of point spread the greatest upset in college football history that's all you need to know and in, in it in it from there, I mean, yeah, he may have had his struggles against Richmond, and okay, he didn't play as well against uh, against uh, uh, the next week they played Kentucky State after they played UNLV. Yeah, maybe he didn't play as well, but at the end of the day, once he got into MEAC play, he did rather well. Um, if you look at the numbers, 2,432 yards passing, second in the MEAC, 13 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. You may say that the interception rate is high, but remember, this guy is a a true freshman, and to be able to have a plus in the touchdown-to-interception ratio I think is pretty good. Then on top of that, 753 yards rushing and another 12 touchdowns, so he was responsible for 25 
touchdowns, 289 and a half total yards of offense per game, uh, led the MEAC. And this is the thing. This is one of the other reasons why I have him as the top five uh, as my top player to watch. Remember in the beginning, I said it's not necessarily the best player uh, players in HBCU football. And it's not necessarily and uh, it's not necessarily, um, you know, in terms of the rankings where I rank them. Uh, the reason I like Kalen Newton and think he's the top player to watch to me because of all the things that I mentioned, but also I want to be able to see if he's going. And I think that he should be able he, he will, in fact, be able to get better than what he did in 2017. And that's what I'm looking for. That's why he's my top player to watch, because, you know, a lot of times you have guys that have they have good first years or good freshman years and then they get that sophomore jinx I don't think that's going to happen to Kalen Newton but I'm interested to see what in fact is going to happen in 2018 especially with the season that he was able to have in 2017 by the way he's got a couple of uh, really good players uh, really good wide receivers returning in Kyle Anthony who was the team's leading receiver and then Jaquez Ezzard, who, man, he averaged nearly 20 yards per reception. Big play guy. So you have and he's a, a preseason box to row. All America is Ezzard. So you have a, a a guy in Ezzard and a guy in Kyle Anthony. Yeah, they may not have Anthony Phil y'all uh, from a running back perspective. But I think Mike London, when he came on our HBCU football daily podcast, he says the running back situation is very deep. So if that is, in fact, the case. Um, and you have those receivers. I think this is going to be a good season for Kalen Newton, the quarterback of Howard, and that's why I have him as my top player to watch in all of HBCU football. And as always, I'd like to get your thoughts. Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. You can also email me here at the show, HBCU at BoxToRow.com. If you think I got it right, if you think I left someone off, I mean, I mean, there's any number of guys that could have been on this list. Elijah Bell, as I mentioned, um, could have been on this list. Any number of guys um, could have been on this list, but there's only room for five. Maybe someone you thought um, should have been on this list was not. You can hit me up and let me know your thoughts. Still to come here on From the Press Box to Press Row, going to switch gears and talk with Washington Wizards point guard, five-time NBA All-Star John Wall. Up next here on From the Press Box to Press Row, Howard quarterback Kalen Newton. The countdown to kickoff continues here on From the Press Box to Press Row, talking with some of the best players in all of HBCU football. And, you know, I rank this young man as the top player to watch in all of HBCU football. He's a sophomore for the Howard Bison, a quarterback was the box to row off uh, the box to row rookie of the year last year. He's Kalen Newton. He joins us here on from the press box to press row. Kalen, welcome to the program. How you doing? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, man. Good to have you. I, I got to take you back to almost a year ago. Uh, around this time that game against UNLV it was your first game um, as a collegian uh, it was you were you're you know a true freshman no red shirt for you take us through that game and how the Bison was able to win that game what a victory for Howard um 
I would say we won that game based off of uh, preparation and really belief. You know, we didn't go into the game expecting to lose. Uh, we went out there prepared. First off, the coaches did a great job. And after the first drive, we scored, and we was like, we was in it. And we stayed in it. We kept fighting. We got down a couple a couple scores, but we didn't quit. Defense did a great job of giving the offense a chance, and, and we, we rallied back. We, uh, you know, held them down by 40 or down 43 to 40, and we, we came out on top. So the offense mentality was keep scoring, you know. We kept scoring. Yeah, you did that, man. What what was t- – take us through your mindset in that football game. Here you are just, uh, you know, maybe eight months before that playing your last high school game at Grady. Now you're at Howard playing FCS football against an FBS opponent and excelling. Take us through your mindset during that football game. Um, I really didn't know what to expect. I mean, because I, I never played in a collegiate game. But – I would say, you know, I, I trusted, you know, first of all, it was faith. You know, I prayed a lot. <laughs> I prayed a lot because I really didn't know what to expect. I asked God to protect me. And whatever happened would happen, you know, and it would be his plan. So uh, going into the game, you know, I made sure I was mentally prepared, mentally focused. And the first play of the game, I kept the ball. <laughs> and I could have threw it. I could have gave the ball. But I, I kept the ball just to get the feel of what was what a collegiate tackle was like. And after the tackle, I was like, oh, this is not so bad. <laughs> and really just let the game come to me. And, you know, played, played my game. You know, I didn't try to do too much. I just did what I was coached to do. Yeah, no, that's great, man. I mean, uh, to your point, uh, kept the football just to get tackled. That's uh, that's pretty good. I mean, I get. And listen, if you don't keep that football just to get tackled, the game may have gone a different way. May have, may have. I made sure of it first. Of course, Galen Newton, the quarterback for Howard, joins us here on from the press box to press row. So, just I want to get your thoughts overall uh, on last year. The Bison finishing seven and four was the first winning season for the Bison since 2011, and and you know maybe a couple of points away from possibly sharing a MEAC title. Your thoughts on 2017 as a whole? Uh, I really do feel like it was a, a platform year where we got back on top. The seniors went out with a bang. You know, uh, they made sure of leaving the culture much better than what where they came in. So leave it leave it better than they left it. You know, um, what I would say, I, I really give all the credit to the seniors and the coaches coming in, changing the culture. Uh, the seniors came in, did a great job of saying we're, we're not the old Howard like. All of these freshmen, all of y'all coming in, talking to me, talking to other receivers, other defensive guys, Brian Cook, Ty, Ty Freeland, all of these guys saying, y'all going to have to play this year, so I hope y'all get your mind right. And not being a selfish, you know, group, they were like, if you're going to play, come on and play. You know, even though they play the same position, it wasn't none of that. It was really a family environment. Um, we had some player loss, uh, lost some loved ones in, in that year. And we were there for each other. You know, they they were going through it. We prayed together. We cried together. And I feel like that's what made that year so much special beyond the record. You know, 7-4, to four, not the ideal, you know, record teams look after. Um, but that was a year that, that really got us going in, into the new direction. 
You know, one, uh, the, one of the teams that, that, that actually uh, recruited you was Tennessee State, where your oldest brother uh, certainly played at. Of course, you made the commitment to Howard under the old regime. The old regime was out. Mike London was in. Uh, d- did you ever think about uh, changing, uh, coming to Howard? I knew you had already committed because the new regime was coming in, but I'm sure you already knew Mike London and what he was capable of. Uh, it's a tricky story because I went to Howard uh, before Coach London had, had got there and, and got hired. So I was enrolled already. Um, I'm an early enrollee, so I enrolled in the spring semester. And it was really, you know, fate. My trust in my dad. My dad said, you know, Coach Flea had just been released and, and parted ways with Howard. And he was like, we're still going to Howard because he had a much bigger vision. And I'm not sure if he could see that vision, but you know, I would say that was just trust and, and God, really, because I went to a losing team with no coach, not knowing who the coach was going to be. I was there a week, a week or a week and a half before Coach London was hired, and come to find out one of the greatest coaches in college football history is hired at Howard. So, you know, that's nothing but God. So I give all the credit to my, to God, you know, giving him, giving my father, you know, the the vision of sending me to Howard because he saw more than football. He saw an education standpoint. He saw a career standpoint because Howard is, you know, a great university beyond four years, but 40 years. So that's what I see now. I didn't see it when I was in high school. My pop saying, yeah, we're going to Howard. And I'm looking like, oh, two and nine. Oh, one and, <laughs> one and ten the year before that. It was a, it was a bigger plan that I could see. No, that's a beautiful thing. That's that's actually pretty funny. Actually, uh, Kaylin Newton, the quarterback for Howard, joins us here on the program. It, it's interesting. You mentioned your father, Cecil Newton, senior, um, who went to Savannah State, um, you know, played or at least had a tryout in the National Football League, um, you know, obviously raised um, you and your brothers. Cam, of course, playing with the Panthers. And then your brother Cecil, as I mentioned, played at Tennessee State, also played in the National Football League, probably most notably with the Jacksonville Jaguars. What does Cecil Newton Sr. mean to you? I mean, oh, man, my pops. And I see my pops as, you know, the ideal father figure um, being there for me, being tough on me, whatever every every male figure needs, you know, a father figure, if not their biological father, but a coach or a teacher or somebody that they can look up to that's doing it the right way. I never seen my dad lay, lay his hand on my mom. I never, you know, seen him uh, pick up a bottle of liquor, smoke any weed, smoke a cigarette, none of that. He was just the ideal father being a pastor, a bishop, actually, of five churches. So, I mean, I was basically the under- the only child because Cam was 10 years older. My oldest brother was 13 years older. And I was in a house with my grandmother, my mom, and my dad. And they all did a great job, you know, because I have an old soul. You know, my father was there for me. And he always made it known that some kids, you know, don't have a father. And I, I had to respect it, even though there were times I was getting yelled at, you know, my dad being giving me the tough love where it was hard to see at a young age. But as an adult or young adult, I, I see it now, and my dad means the world to me. 
Yeah, no question about it. A couple of more thoughts, Kaylin. We appreciate the time. Talk about the expectations for Howard this year. The the you know the, there's no there's you know it's no longer a secret. The Bison no longer a secret coming off a seven and four mark, tied for second place in the MEAC. And you have Kyle Anthony and Ezard coming back. What a combination! Talk about the expectations for 2018 for the Bison. Expectations, man. We have high expectations, greater than anybody else outside of our practice, outside of this team. You know, we see, you know, we see victory. And, and wh- whoever our opponent is, we see victory. We see milestones, accomplishments ahead waiting on us. And we work. You know, it's beyond what the coaches say. It's, you know, after hours, we're working together as a team, sprints, regardless of what time it is. You know, we're, we're very hungry this year, and that's all I have to say. Whoever lines up in front of us, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for them. But high expectations. I have great, great weapons. I mean, I have, you know, Ezra, of course, Jaquez Ezra, Kyle Anthony, and I won't say their names, but I have a couple more guys. We have some secret weapons stepping up this year. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it like that until the opening game on September 1st. Lastly, man, and we appreciate the time. Um, what does, you know, Cam Newton, obviously a, a star in the National Football League with the Panthers, what does he, you know, what kind of words of wisdom, what kind of advice does he give to you as a former collegiate quarterback? Uh, I would say, you know, just work hard. Yeah, that's what everybody says, but I feel like a lot of people just say it. And they just, it's just something they say. It's just something that they think, oh, when I get these reps, I'm going to work hard. But working hard is, I, I take it very seriously because it's beyond practice. You know, we say, we break it down on work hard. One, two, three, work hard. But if anybody follows Cam or any social media, you, you can see, all day he's working and it's you know it's 100 miles an hour it's on a treadmill it's on um uh his road machine it's anything that he can do is recovery it's all 24 hours dedicated to making himself better and that's what i see and that's that's what i live by you know i, I have a great um public figure that i can call as my brother that i can follow you know in his footsteps and i see what it takes to be so successful and you have to love the process it's not just waking up and and being great you know of course he's blessed with height and weight and talent but there's so many guys that were blessed with those same opportunities with the same abilities that didn't make it so what makes him different from the next person that's what i take note of of his work ethic and how much he he invests in football that's one thing that i have to make sure i do you know i've seen what football where football can take you how much money football can give you, you know, it's it's really that pig skin is very powerful, and I respect the game. I'm going to do everything I can to allow football to give me all my needs, all my wants. Outstanding. He is the box to row reigning offensive rookie of the year, and of course. Uh, he's ranked number one uh, on my list as the top HBCU player to watch in 2018. The Bison going to open the season on Saturday, September 1st at Ohio as Kalen Newton, quarterback for the Bison. Join us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Kalen, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Bison in 2018. 
Appreciate it. Thank you. So what much. a very, very impressive young man Kalen Newton is, the quarterback for Howard. Up next here on From the Press Box to Press Row, Washington Wizards point guard John Wall. The radio program that's talking sports from New York City to Cali and globally on the World Wide Web. From the Press Box to Press Row continues after this. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row. The biggest names are guests on Box to Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. You know, uh, we've been through a lot as a team. And I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. This is Michael Vick. Hi, this is Layla Ali. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Skylar Diggins. Hey, it's Alex Morgan with the U.S. Women's Soccer Team. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused. Yeah, and I was really um, ready and serious. I'm just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant radio. We track down the names making news in sports from the press box to press row. It's Donald Ware from the Press Box to Press Row. Let's continue here on from the Press Box to Press Row. And in his or has just completed, as a matter of fact, eight seasons in the NBA. He's a five-time All-Star. Does a lot in the community, as a matter of fact. And uh, John Wall joining us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. John, welcome back to the program. What's up? How you doing? Doing great, man. You know, I, 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 I got to ask you about this first. And, you know, I think you even made a little bit of poked a little bit of fun about it yourself with the whole USA basketball photo. Uh, you know, what what sort of what was sort of the deal there, man? I mean, I know it uh, it, it wasn't the greatest picture. And I know you poked a little bit of fun uh, at yourself. Uh, they were just getting fresh off a plane and just waking up and going out there and taking a picture. So it was fun to me. All right, no, good, all good, man. So my understanding now, so you're into you're into art. Yeah. All right. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Kind of speak to to that man, and um, you know, I don't know some of your favorite pieces. Well, I just really started. I mean, I have a, my agent. My agent and them is real big on art, so I just like uh, I like pictures and drawings and stuff. I wish I could draw, but I can't. I'm terrible. <laughs> so. For real, that kid. I wish I could draw. That's something I wish I could do in my own spare time. I used to be chilling, not doing too much. I wish I could draw, but I can't. But um, I just started getting pieces, and then I got guys that make pieces for me. So I, w- I want to ask you, I mean, I know, you know, maybe it wasn't the season that the Wizards obviously expected uh, on last year, but uh, can you speak to what the addition of Dwight Howard will mean for this team? Well, from the looks of things, I mean, it looks like a great piece for us to add. Um, I have a little bit that can finish, catch lobs, uh, scoring the post. You know, a little thing that you kind of need that it's kind of hard to find on in the NBA because you've got a bid that can score or athletic or you got a bid that can run, run and switch pick and roll and do those type of things. So, um, on paper, the right, you know, we got a lot. There's a team you got to find chemistry. Um, 
for God and make sure everybody getting their touches and make sure everybody's happy. Again, and, you know, Dwight Howard obviously is a big um, addition, but also the additions of Jeff Green and Austin Rivers to this team. Can you speak to those and how that will help this team as well? Well, I think just um, having Jeff going up a lot, just his veteran presence, um, him being able to play for four to five positions that can help at any time on the court. And then Austin is going to be big for it. I think he's been a great guy that can score at the bench. Um, somebody else that can put the ball on the floor, create a shot for itself and for the teammates. So I think probably this will be the deepest bench we have. And then, I mean, having Thomas coming back and Jan and then definitely having KO, somebody that's improved year by year. Uh, I think he has a lot to improve this year. Yeah, is this so to me? I mean, with those additions, and I, you know, I, I mean, I follow the Wizards. I follow um, you guys. I mean, it seems to me. I mean, I, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of folks, so-called experts and so forth, are sleeping on this team. I think with the nucleus and then the additions. I mean, in my opinion, this is a, you know, this is a, a, a t- at least a top four team. You feel like this is the the team. This is the year, meaning eighteen, nineteen year that. The Wizards can now take that next step. That's the goal. I mean, that's the goal. Uh, he is just trying to go in there, work as best he can, um, coming to training camp healthy, um, trying to hope that we stay healthy throughout the year and just let our games and our talking. That the voice of John Wall, five-time All-Star for the Washington Wizards, eight years in the NBA. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. And let me ask you, I mean, I know it's sort of sort of past tense, but I want to kind of clear it up maybe a little bit. You can clear it up for us. The whole thing between you and Gortat, what what was that, you know, what, what kind of was that all about? Why did that even happen, man? It seemed like, you you know, you went out. And then all of a sudden, you know, everything just just kind of broke loose, if you will. Um, kind of hard to say, man. You never know what goes on. Um, when he was when he was on my team, he was a great teammate for me. Um, he made me better. He teaches me things. He learned from Steve Nash and running the pick and roll. So I enjoyed every bit of it. But you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, when things happen, it just goes south, and people go to try to say certain things, do certain things, but. Sometimes, I mean, it might not mean the way it's put out there, perceived or the perception somebody has. So it was something that everybody took it ways and kind of being out of talking to the way it was. Okay, yeah, because I know you guys, I mean, I th- I think, you know, uh, with with you and he and for the, I guess, I guess it was five, four or five years that you all were together, man, you all were one of the best pick and roll tandems in all of the NBA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, that's why I said, man, he's one of those guys that would, can definitely set his screen. He's one of those guys that definitely know how to finish without, with different layers on the bottom. He just was a person that knew how to play the game the right way. And he got my pick and game company. Yeah, you know, can you kind of speak to, I was watching some video the other day, running in the summer with Terry Rozier. I mean, when I look at some of that video and some of the other guys, some of the, uh, some other NBA guys, man, Looks like you guys. I mean, it's it's super competitive, but it you know it's more of a I don't know. It seems like more of a relaxed environment, but it may not be. Can you kind of speak to to that and running with those guys uh, in the off season? Um, just fun, man. Just me and Terry, real cool friends. Uh, but just be able to compete against other guys in the NBA throughout the summer, see what we have improved to add to our games and make our games better. Um, it's exciting. I mean, you do all the working out and stuff, but. It don't add up if you can't do it in pickup or you can't do it in a real game. So that's the way to kind of change what you what you've been working on throughout the summer and see if it works. And it's exciting to get conditioning in the presence of good players. 
Does it feel like it's been, I mean, you know, you came into the league after one year um, at Kentucky. Does it feel like this is getting ready to be the 18-19 season, your your eighth, or excuse me, your ninth year in the NBA? No, nah, man, I feel like yesterday I was just 19, about to be 20. almost <laughs> 10, so, I mean, time waits for nobody. Um, the best you can do is just take full advantage of every minute you have out there. Every time you have a good life that you got, take advantage of love, and that's exactly what I do. Yeah. A couple more thoughts with John Wall, uh, five-time NBA All-Star, who joins us here on the program. It, it, how, John, is is this offseason in terms of your regiment, your training, uh, going to be different from perhaps other off-seasons? Oh, well, this season, I mean, last year I think I had the best offseason. Then I got hurt I mean, early on in the season with a bad accident hit. And that kind of made me frustrated. And this year I just went, came back after the injury, went into the playoffs trying to be healthy. And now I, mean, I came with another mindset. I just had the same summer. I had a better summer. I had better than my game. The three-point shooting, man. I mean, you had, you had a career high. Uh, in terms of the percentage at 37%, uh, percent, can you kind of speak to that and how you've really worked on that outside game and then more specifically the three-point shot? Well, for me, it's just being keep shooting the same shot every time. You know what I mean? You have to make a couple or do things like that. You're trying to get cute with it. Um, that's the problem with people like me. Basically, basically for me, is just staying basic to the game, um, just taking the shot, the same shot I work on every day. And then I'm not taking bad shots. I mean, before – I used to take over the end of quarter threes, or it's, it's four or five seconds on the clock. You take a bad desperation three. Um, when you take those bad shots out of it, the percentage, I think I would have had a better percentage of all the time more. But it's just about maturing and improving your game, and that's something I've been doing every year. Yeah, no, there's no question about that. Can you speak to what Raleigh means to you and to be able? I know, I know you do it in D.C., but you're from Raleigh. What Raleigh means to you and being able to give back to the community. Raleigh, there's a, uh, the name who I am, the place I am. I went to born and where I'm from. Um, the toughness, the goodness, the competitiveness I have, the back down from nobody type of mindset I have, is all built from this city. I mean, I won tennis on the world. Um, I, I hold this city on my back no matter where I'm at, and I stand tall on that. Um, it's exciting to be able to come back and just be able to ride down the streets and see places where I come and drive my little car to high school or just walk around with my friends or go play basketball. And now I'm sitting here and I'm one of the best players in the NBA, a superstar, and I'm saying I'm from this little town, you know what I mean? So it's great for me. Um, I definitely want to do even more back here than something I'm trying to do. I mean, everybody thinks it's that, but it takes time to make sure all the other stuff is straight and, and focusing and working well. So I enjoy being from here. I enjoy getting back from here. And hopefully all the kids enjoy what I do for here. No, no, no question about that. Again, five-time NBA All-Star John Wall joining us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. As always, John, we appreciate the time. Continued success in all you do. Appreciate it. Thank you. A little self-critiquing from John Wall who says, hey, yeah. And, you know, I was thinking that during games sometimes, and he said, yeah, I'd come down and the shot clock would get late in the shot clock, and I would just jack up a three. And uh, he he worked on that and worked on being better about that. And again, shot 37 percent from the field, a career high from three point range. I think the Wizards are going to be, you know, pretty decent. I, I really like the addition of Dwight Howard. Um, I think that's big. I think 
one of the uh, Jeff Green was a really good addition as well. But I think one of the the understated addition to me is Austin Rivers. Um, I like I like his game. I think he's improved. You know, he's super quick. You know, he's improved on his jump shot. And I think what the Wizards can also do, they can go really small and have Wall, Beal and Rivers in the game all at one time. That would take the pressure really off of Bill handling the basketball. And then if you, even if you have Rivers with the ball in his hands, it gives Wall an opportunity to get more touches off the ball and then certainly Beal um, as well. I, I think I think a lot of people are underestimating what the Wizards can be uh, for this upcoming season. And so certainly we'll see how things play out. Got to get ready to wrap it up here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Thank you to Kalen Newton, quarterback for Howard. Also to Amir Hall, Bowie State's quarterback, for joining us here on the program. And to NBA All-Star John Wall for joining us on the program as well. Listen, the HBCU football season kicks off this weekend. Very much looking forward to that. Going to be in Montgomery for the A&T and the Jacksonville State game. Looking forward to that. That's going to be, I mean, it's it's big. It's really big, and I'm looking forward to going to that new lynching museum um, that is in Montgomery, as a matter of fact. So very much looking forward to this trip to Montgomery. A lot of great things on BoxToRow.com. This is our time of year. I mean, just so many things. We're posting our website at BoxToRow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at box to row B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or friend us on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two R-O-W. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the program, about our website. I mean, we got some, we got just a whole lot going on right now. So you want to be locked in to box to row and you want to tell somebody else to be locked in as well. And always remember to support those that support Yo, from the press box to press row is presented by DW Communications. Just ain't no way